The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. Now, the chairperson of the Climate Change Advisory Committee went in front of the Transport Reluctance Committee yesterday, Mary Donnelly. She couldn't join us today. She will join us in days to come. But she said a couple of things that I think are worth putting to other guests. For example, she called on the government to implement a levy on workers who get free parking in urban areas. And she also said that car owners have, and I quote here, a sense of entitlement but that they need to make more space for cyclists and pedestrians and that there needed to be a significant relocation of, a reallocation of road space across the country in favour of cyclists and pedestrians. We have two guests with us uh, to talk about this. Uh, First is uh, Professor Brian Caulfield, Professor of Transport at the School of Engineering at Trinity College, Dublin. Brian, what do you make of these uh, suggestions from the Chair of the Climate Change Advisory Council? Um, I suppose she's echoing kind of what was in an OECD report that was published um, back in October um, that called for systematic change across the transport system in Ireland. And one of the key things that that asked for was what she was saying about the reallocation of road space um, towards cyclists and pedestrians. But also, you know, a lot of the measures that she talked about were published as part of the Climate Action Plan uh, that were to go in a memo to government. And I don't think they... The full extent of them actually went, but I think it was a moment by which government kind of went, oh, that's what 50% reduction in transport emissions looks like. That won't win very many votes. So they kind of roll back on it a bit. Mm. And what about the sense of entitlement? Maybe she could have chose her words a little bit better around that. I think, you know, sense of entitlement for parking space it, w- it would be hard to swallow that if you were living somewhere in rural Ireland where there was no public transport alternatives. Um, I think in cities like Dublin, um, where I heard somebody earlier saying that, you know, there's lots of private car parking spaces. I don't think there is. I don't think very many private companies spend that much money on car parking in a city like Dublin. However, I do know that there's a heap of, um, of public sector parking in a city, in, in Dublin City. So maybe they're the, the spaces that we should go after first. OK, we also have Martina Kalnan, who is from the Galway Cycling Campaign with us. Uh, what do you make of the um, suggestion that motorists have a sense of entitlement when it comes to the use of the road? Um, I guess echoing what Brian has said, maybe... Um, some different language could have been chosen for that particular phrase. But what I heard in that was was in terms of using the road. So me on my bike sharing the space, road space with people in trucks and vans and SUVs. And often when I'm cycling just to go to the shop or to pop to the pharmacy or to get to work, um, I can feel I can feel uncomfortable on the road because people who are driving drive very close to me behind me and I'm in a city uh, uh, and um, and they can be close to me they if they get frustrated they can honk aggressively and that's very uncomfortable and that hostility from my fellow uh, residents and neighbors and colleagues um, can be quite off-putting so that's what I heard when she talked about um, entitlement but uh, again like the, the the concept of reallocating road space is something that's already beginning to happen. It's something that we have to do and it would be incredibly welcome because we'll have 
quieter streets with less stress for residents and parents with young children going to and from school will have a more attractive environment to walk, to wheel or to cycle. Because right now our roads are dangerous and we know that unfortunately deaths on road are up 8% already this year. So a priority have to make our roads, our streets safe. And safety is just the bare minimum. So we want to go beyond that. We want better streets. We want, we want to make our streets the obvious, easy, attractive choice for people to walk or cycle or take the bus. And I think the numbers of pedestrians who've died has gone up quite sharply as well in recent years. But Dr. Brian Caulfield, how do we do it, given that if there are limits on space and if the car and the truck and the bus is given precedence over cyclists and pedestrians, how are we actually going to achieve change? And particularly if an awful lot of those who have cars say, we're paying our motor tax, we have a right to be on this road. Well, I suppose, you know, instead of the word road, I've started to use the word urban realm, and that's what it is. You know, there, people are driving through where people live. And one of the key things is around air quality and, and how we can improve that. How do we do it? It's really by consensus and it's working with local um, with local people like Martina does in Galway. Um, it's working with local authorities and local community groups to make that change happen. It's going to be a very slow change um, because any changes in transport do take a, a long time. But it is also by, about kind of empowering local government to go down the kind of more um, European model of better local government, directly elected mayors and directly elected mayors that could run on a mandate of giving over road space and public realm back to the people and get elected on that. Then they have a mandate to do it and then they can enact it. And we see that in Barcelona, we see it in Paris, we see it in many cities across Europe. But Brian, do you not need a sort of a cultural change even in advance of that? Or does the cultural change only follow the enforcement of the actual physical change on our urban realm? You're right. We do need a cultural change. Back, I think it was in 2019, 75% of every single trip that we made in this country was by car. So it's about, you know, divorcing ourselves from our over-reliance on that and pushing towards, you know, walking, cycling, public transport. The thing is, the cities that I mentioned there, this kind of process has happened over, you know, 10, 20 years. And that's the length of time that behavioural change can tend to take. However, we've got, you know, we're running at this at speed because we've done so little for so long. And we expect these changes to happen, you know, in seven years. And by pushing them through really quickly, all you're really going to do is get people's backs up. And you're going to cause this kind of division. Um, I, I don't think it can happen as quickly as, as some people say, say it can, based upon what we see from all over the world. Uh, Martina, to finish with you, listeners say motorists pay road tax. Well, it's not road tax, it's motor tax. There is a difference, but I get the point. They pay VAT and fuel, VAT and repairs and parts. What do cyclists pay to the exchequer? Well, I suppose every cyclist is a taxpayer in a different way, Martina. Absolutely. And like I'm a driver too, so I pay all those charges as well. And it's it's not about um, people on bikes are often people who are car owners and and, are, and have access to cars. And for, for me, what I'm talking about by people like is having the choice and it's about choosing the, like, the right tool for the job. So if I want to crack a nut, I will get you know, my, you know, or my, I crush some garlic, I'll get my garlic crusher. I'm not going to get the hammer out the back and smash it. That's I can't find the garlic crusher. So it's about choosing the right tool for the job. So if I'm talking about, I want to go, um, 
uh, to pick up a few bits before dinner. I'll use my bike because the supermarket is 800 metres away. If I want to go see my father who lives the other side of the city and it's um, uh, 10 kilometres away, I might choose a car for that journey. So it's about choosing, it's about having choice, about having real attractive choices. And, and particularly in our communities where we live relatively close as, a clo- as the bird flies to church, to the GA pitch, to the soccer pitch, to our children's drama and dance classes, to the local school, maybe even to our workplaces, about making those trips easy and accessible uh, to walk, wheel or cycle. And in terms of how we can make this happen, I would just say what we could start doing right now is making trials happen. Give change a chance. Let's actually experiment and give ourselves the freedom to to feel the benefits of reallocating road space and then we can have actual conversations about what did, what was that like um, and engagement with local communities is absolutely necessary it's vital that people have their say in how their urban realm works thank you very much martina Callan from the galway cycling campaign and professor brian caulfield of trinity college the last word with matt cooper weekdays from 4 30 today 